So being Christian means easier life, right? Not necessarily. So let's talk about it. Life can sometimes be a roller coaster, and we get it. So tune into The Walk, where we'll explore the modern-day Christian journey by addressing challenging questions and trending topics faced by young adults today. No topic is off-limits. so happy to be back it's been a minute it has yeah it has been it has. it's been I like i haven't been here forever and forever you're almost a stranger <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of this we're gonna be friends <laughs> by the end of it we're gonna be friends well welcome to the walk we are so glad that you are here today um as always we got a good one for you mm-hmm. uh, but don't be selfish go ahead and share this with somebody so make sure that they get to see the top of the show just like you so go ahead and share that link we're on facebook we are on YouTube at The Walk Live um, and also Mount Zion SDA. So um, go ahead and share those links and we will be set to go. So today we have um, myself, but then, man, I don't even know which way. To, let's go ladies first. We have <laughs> Melinda, Melinda, resident Melinda. Andre. Andre. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Keenan. And Keenan. All right. All right. So... Um, yeah, like we said, we have a good one for you today. We've been advertising about it. We're talking about friends, friends, friends. And uh, mm. some people deserve that title and others, well, you know, maybe after the show you'll drop some people. <laughs> and maybe you'll add some people and maybe you'll keep some people around. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do anything, we got to pray. So let's go ahead and do that. So dear Jesus, just thank you so much for bringing us to the end of another week. Um, we might have had our fills of ups and downs, but we just want to thank you for bringing us to this point where we could just rest in you. So I pray as we, uh, go through this show that we may, um, be inspired by you. And then ultimately, uh, whatever we talk about just brings us closer to you in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. 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 All right. So. Our first segment that we we start out with, and I want to make sure I'm interacting with you guys because we really have to know what you're thinking with this. Yeah. Um, It's called Word on the Street, and this is where we talk about something that we've either either seen or or heard. And so this week, uh, I was watching on TikTok. You know, TikTok gets you, and you just spend hours, hours, easily, hours and hours (laughs) on it. Um, and so I guess it's easier to show you than to tell you. So we have a quick video we want you to to watch and then we'll talk about it. Let you know 
happy stands of chance or love. That was all God, master strategist. It was a bit different, yet God has his own way of doing things for us to know it was all him and not ourselves. I thank God daily having brought you in my life. You made my life so much better and worth living even more. When I look at you, I see a future. I see someone I can and want to talk to about anything and want to do everything with. The person I want to create memories that last a lifetime. The love we have is the type of love people dream of. I'll fight for you with every breath of my body. Give anything for you because you mean that much to me. You're imperfectly perfect for me. You're a fearfully and wonderfully made just for me. Thank you for continuing to choose me and choosing to deal with everything that comes with you. Thank you for never giving up on me. I pray you never do. No matter what comes our way, as long as we stand together, there's nothing we can't do. With you, life is limitless. I pray God continues to give me patience as we continue to grow together. I wouldn't change anything about you. But there's one thing I do want to change about you. It's only, it's only one, baby. <laughs> So as you can kind of see, um, there was this proposal that happened and how it kind of started was that apparently the girl was taking her boyfriend out and at the end of the night, like he had a plan for her and it turned into a proposal. However, where it gets a little bit more interesting is with this next part. So take a look. So this thing went from proposal one minute to wedding the next. And what you didn't see in between is after the proposal and she says yes, um, her friends, which are there already, take her to this room and there's a wedding dress. And they're like, you have, one person's like, you have 10 minutes. And they're like, no, realistically, you have an hour. We're going to get you ready. <laughs> and you're about to go get married. Hmm. So the question is, and I want you in the comments to let us know, as a for women that are watching are you down for this yet you can put a y for yes and for no and as a man would this be something you desired to give your woman you could put um yes you'd want to do this no you wouldn't um so i just want some feedback but while the audience is doing that what are the general thoughts what do you feel about this props to this gentleman let me tell you <laughs> that is that's that's pretty excellent for someone to be able to like plan all of that. Like it's hard enough to plan a proposal. Then you, he's gonna plan the wedding. He's gonna pick all the things that come with the wedding without the person that normally does all of that. That's kind of uh, in my head impossible. <laughs> so honestly, first of all, props to him. Now for my answer, I don't even know. I I can't even answer like. You know what I want to do is because what I can't get past of is I can't do this. I'm not capable 
of doing this. Um, <laughs> the planning? <laughs> yes. The P word. Maybe the P word. It's not no, a pressure. <laughs> like, I, and like I said, just a proposal would take a lot for me to plan because there's like so much things you don't really have control over and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then just think about like even if it was just the wedding, right? There's a whole team behind this normally, right? Like you and your spouse like plan a wedding and then even that day like so many uncontrolled variables like come up and you have to like try to overcome it. So to tie that in with the proposal and all the things like pre-wedding without your partner, without your spouse, like that's, I just feel like that's a recipe for disaster for me. <laughs> for me that like it's gonna all blow up in my face. Yeah, I, I think for most people that's a recipe for disaster because planning a wedding and you have obviously two people inside a wedding, that's obviously your wife and the husband. If you plan everything by yourself, that might be kind of selfish. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you look at it in that perspective, because then now, you know, let's say in this case, the wife that got married, she wants things inside her wedding that maybe either you're privy to, if you had a conversation beforehand, that'd be good. Or she's not privy to, and now she's going to not be able to get that unless you get, have another wedding, you know? Right, right. So what if he kind of does the research to, like, in clever ways, find out what are things she'd want in her wedding so yeah. more or less everything that she would want is there is in that wedding yeah i mean it's a lot better right that's yeah. we don't know right I, maybe that's what happened mm -hmm. now in terms of answering your question would i like to do that yeah i would love to i mean of course <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like one and done. i mean it's cheaper <laughs> you get everything thing. over like yeah. pretty quickly i would love to do that what I, do I think it's plausible, like what you said, Andre? Mm. No, I don't think so. I feel mm. like, specifically my situation, I'm just saying, <laughs> she want to know what's going on, you know? How yeah, to, what's happening. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, that's not applicable to me, but yeah, yeah. I would love to do that, yeah. Mm. The only way I would, <laughs> the only way I would want to do that is one, if I'm for sure like, oh, I will marry you today, or I will marry you tomorrow without a doubt. And also, if it's everything that I want. So Oof. if my best, if he communicates with my best friend and my best friend knows all the details that I want mm -hmm. and they incorporate that, yes. But if it's not in there, then I'm gonna feel like, well, you kind of left me out. But oh my gosh, yay. Um, mm. I wouldn't do it if, cause some guys know that you wanna, you wanna be proposed to and y'all are in a tough spot. So that's like mm. their, oh, well, let me propose now to win her back. Ooh, okay. If that's the case and we're in the middle of an argument and you try to, no. <laughs> I'll take the ring though, and then we'll talk about it a little. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. we can get engaged. I don't know about married, but it depends on the circumstance. But see, the other thing is like, you also miss out on all the pre wedding things. Like, you miss out on the bachelor party for like the women. They miss out on like the dress shopping. Like, they usually bring like, you know, yeah, their, their mom. mom and like, you know, their best friend, and they get to try on these dresses. And oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. Like, yeah. they miss out on like a lot of the pre stuff that. Yeah, it's stressful, but there are also all those like beautiful moments beforehand too. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah I, I can see that. Um, well, Jody here says yes. I would love this as long as all my most important people are there. And that's a simple request, and I think that's something yeah. that between the groom and then all of her best friends were there, and they were the ones that also helped to make it happen. So I think between that's like a team that should know, mm -hmm. you know, things about yeah. you. Mm -hmm. um, in the comments on the video. Um, some of the women were saying a surprise wedding that the bride didn't have to plan. That's a move, y'all. Sign me up. 
Another lady Cat. said, hey, <laughs> her spirit is just beautiful. Another girl said, to have friends like this. Another person said, I'm floored. This whole thing is amazing. Another girl's like, I love this. Getting married without my bestie was the hardest thing. Love the support team you have. Um, so, like, surprisingly, a lot of women in the comments so far were like, this was actually pretty, you know, moving. And they actually focused a lot on the friends because it wasn't just the groom that made For this happen. Sure, no. it, it was a lot of her friends yeah. that he worked with that were like, no, we're going to help you to make this a reality. So with that being said, uh, for me, I think I agree with you from like the money standpoint, everything. It was just like, that's like a one and done. If you're a person that was thinking about like a public proposal, mm -hmm. then some of those same people are already there. Why not? You know, um, I brought it up to my manager earlier. I was like, what would you think? And she's like she feels like she's going to end up regretting it. Mm. She, in the video, she looks really happy and she keeps talking about it like that was an awesome surprise. But she's like, you're combining a whole bunch of major events into one. Yeah. So there's no time to process anything. So mm. like your proposal's a, a special moment and it's just like... But what if they miss out on people that you really wanted to be there? Like, it would be Did great. they really miss out on people? No, I'm saying what if they do? <laughs> what if, if there's do? like one specific person in your mind that you're like, man, I would really love them to be there. But mm. you at no point communicated that? But what if they just didn't get it? Yeah. <laughs> Danielle said, I definitely would do this. This is surprising. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, look, <laughs> I heard all the comments, right? <laughs> now, listen, fellas, anybody that's here, you know, anybody online, don't listen to the. You can't listen to Facebook or comments, social media. <laughs> I was about to say. They lie all over social media every second, all right? So yeah. trust me, once you do it, you're going to be like, I don't know who told you to do that. I'm like, I, I thought you said <laughs> right. that. that. I saw the comment that you told me that was good. They'd be like, I didn't tell you to do that. Let me translate <laughs> all these comments. It's not, I love that. It's, I love that. For her? For you. <laughs> but I also think it's, I love that I had help with planning. Like, I think the best part of it was that she did not have to plan it. It's a lot of stress. Because that's the most stress. Yeah, it, it is, is a lot of stress. Lot of so I'm like, yeah. if her wedding was three months down the line and she didn't have to do any of it, I think she still would have loved it. But think you about this, I mean? right? Part of it is with social media, you always have to kind of like play catch up with someone else, right? So the fact that this is something that's rare and mm -hmm. doesn't happen often, yeah. I think is the appeal of it. Yeah. Like it's something that's just like, oh. Yeah. So as, as it is, you know, if a guy gets a girl a car, he's like, oh, my man did this. And if a girl <laughs> did, you know, something for a guy, they're like, oh, my girl did this. And then it's already competition with social media on like what your significant other is doing for you. I'm sure there's a lot of women looking at this guy and be like, oh, this dude is goals. <laughs> and I, I'm not that they necessarily, you know, are totally happy with release <laughs> high value, yeah, uh, <laughs> of course, releasing control yes. of that. But they're like, you know what, this guy. I think they're thinking about the intentionality, like all the things that you have to put Plan. in place to make something like that happen. I yeah. think that's how it's also being viewed. So yeah, this was definitely a really good um, video. Something to think about with your significant other, um, you know, like mm -hmm. maybe you do a combination. Now it would have been crazy if they were off to a honeymoon the next day. Like that, they, might have, they might have been. By if he did everything else. Can y'all let us yeah, go to the honeymoon? Might have been. That probably was the easiest part for him. 
Right. All he right, did was right. just text Shane and be like, listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. Make it happen. Um, so, yeah, thank you for participating. Um, There's a couple Carolyn more comments, said, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was more comments. So, Carolyn said he is very secure in his relationship. Not only did he plan the wedding, he knew she would say yes. That Someone said that. Like, you have to be yeah. so confident. Can you imagine if it was a no? And you paid already for all of, like, the wedding to be yeah. set up, the proposal. That money's not coming back to I, you. That is if that was a no, I don't even think there's a chance for the relationship after that. Like, this is not, like, a maybe later. Like, no, that's it. But that's maybe unfair, later. though. Like, you're kind of pressuring her into getting married No, right I'm now. not pressuring you. That's just it. We have no future. There's no pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Get married right now or we're done. That's like a, that's like right a terrorist now. bombing right there. <laughs> like, will you marry me? And you got everything in the back. You got, you got the bombs on. Oh, yeah, so you got yes. everything in the back. You got the button. No. Oh. Sorry. Take this. Take this. Just kidding, yes. She doesn't really know what's upstairs. She only knows the proposal in front of her. So she won't know until... So then would that change her mind if she knew it was prepared? If she said no originally? No, I'd rather know her real feelings and be like, oh, all right. Oh, and then never tell her (laughs) what's upstairs. No, I might rub it in the... I might like, let's go upstairs. And there's a crowd of people. And then she might have just been like... But it's okay. You said no to me. It's okay. Shane is petty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, mean, I get it. She's yeah. like, tell him what you told me. I understand. It is risky. You don't want to do that. That's very you, risky, but yeah. he must know. They, he had to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Um, Daniel said, <laughs> I don't care for a wedding, though. Too many people staring at me. Way too much attention. I want to secretly get married, to be honest. Actually, you know, there's a lot of people. I have a friend. She got proposed to, married, and honeymooned in six weeks. Oh, wow. Amen. How long are they together? Do you know? They they had a uh, child together like a couple years ago. So like, Mm -hmm. say I want to say he's at least five six. They've been broken up for that long. They recently like rekindled. Um, I want to say in like the late spring or beginning of summer, Mm -hmm. and like a couple months later, he proposed. And then within that time frame, they got married in Las Vegas, and now they're off on a vacation. Wow. That's a guy who's like, and I let her get so away. Happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, if I get her back. One more time, right. <laughs> uh. They had that time apart to know, oh, yeah. I don't want to spend my life without you. Yeah, right. clearly. Clearly. Sometimes I got to happen. Maddie, I'm right there behind you, Danny. Just me, my hubby, and a small group. Oh, that's nice. So these, these big weddings are dying out. Thank God. I know. <laughs> 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 All right, so we are at testimonies time. Won't he do it? Um, if there's something that you feel like God's just done for you, want to share, um, let us know in the comments. I'll actually go first. Um, this week I had a situation where, um, basically someone was real in a really tough situation with their, their home life. And I sensed it and I was like, I think you need to like talk to someone. Um, and they were able to talk to someone and they, I think it gave them the push they needed to make a rush decision and like make a change because you never know where certain scenarios like Mm -hmm. can end up. So I'm keeping it vague on purpose, but um, sometimes you really do have to go with your um, convictions, the hunch, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, because you don't know what not saying something sometimes or saying, oh, that's not my business or whatever um, can lead to. So... 
um, afterwards, when I found out about it, I was just like, man, thank God I spoke up because mm -hmm. it was something where I'm like, mm, I don't know, but like, was, <laughs> I just need to be sure and I'd rather say something than regret not saying something. Yeah. So yeah. thank God for those little convictions that you hear and feel. Okay. Like Anybody that. else? Um, I want to thank God for allowing me to not be arrested. Oh, um, okay. Amen. I Amen. <laughs> was recently irresponsible with my tolls. Mm. Um, my registration was suspended since January, mm? and I have had no clue whatsoever. <laughs> what? Did not know. <laughs> I was whipping around, not knowing that my registration was suspended. Dang. We all make mistakes. <laughs> um, but, you know, and that's in this year, I've never gotten pulled over, mm, and yeah, if my friends know me. I may not be doing the speed limit at all times. And you get um, on me. I drive yeah. great. Might maybe not yeah. at the speed limit, but I don't be bumping people's heads to the roof. I just heard it. But I also oh ha just have gosh. amazing people in my life to like hold me accountable and help me through tough situations and whatnot. So I just want to thank God for allowing me to have an amazing circle. Mm -hmm. That's a blessing. Uh, I go next. Um, for me, it, it really is just like work. Um, like there's a lot of times at work where I'll be in a, uh, like a tough case or a tough procedure and um, just gotta like whisper that prayer like, God, bro, I need some help, like some help. And um, he always comes through. So uh, just thank God for that. Cause I don't know, like, I, and at times, like when everything works out, I think to myself like, man, like, um, I wonder how other people who, you know, who might not have a relationship with God or who, like, who don't pray, like, what do they do? Because I'll be sweating bullets <laughs> if I didn't know, like, okay, at least, like, I might not know how this is going to go, but, like, at least someone is out there watching my back, you know, like, it's going to be okay. I don't, I just don't know how yet. Uh, but I'm like, man, how's anyone else just go through this? And they got, it's just them, you know, mm -hmm. just by themselves. Like, that's kind of crazy. So uh, I'm just thankful to be able to know that someone's got my back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, <clears throat> so for me, <laughs> today, um, I had ordered, so it's a double, like, vanity, so I'm redoing the, my master bathroom. Mm -hmm. So it's a double vanity. I'm not going to lie, on, on the internet, it looks pretty, uh, not that big. So <laughs> I had my Sapase friends, you know what I'm talking about. I know. <laughs> you know, um, they were dropping off delivering it, and they brought this big old thing into my house. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, Who, how's I supposed to get upstairs? <laughs> now, of course, you got to pay them extra if you want to take them upstairs, you know. I see. So now, again, my Sapa Safe friends, they're so nice people, you know. Right? You know. They, um, I had some help, and we were able to push that thing upstairs. It was, I think it was like 400 some pounds. Jeez. So we were very, it was three easy. of us, and yeah, easy. <laughs> easy on the back. And then we pushed that thing upstairs, we got it upstairs. But, like, in general, I was like, you know, it's good because, honestly, in some ways, like, for me, I was thinking, like, when I saw that, I was like, I don't know, I'm going to get that upstairs <laughs> by myself, you know? But um, just in general, like, just how sometimes people can help, even though they don't have to, because he could have just been like, oh, we got to charge you, but mm -hmm. that's none of our business, things of that nature. And they had a long day. They've been doing it all day. But they were like, yeah, hey, no, we'll help you. And I was like, cool. So I would just say that, like, just having good people like that in the world. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. That happened to me when I first moved. Um, somehow... I guess you don't always 
Oh, like you, you either see a picture or you see a description, like, oh, that's not that bad. Mm -hmm. And then when it arrives, you're like, oh. <laughs> oh <Kate. laughs> I mean, it was bad enough where you guys have seen it. I've had to tear down my railing. Oh. Like, um, well, actually, one, when I first moved, there was no railing. I was scared to go and upstairs. <laughs> I realized why, because you can't get stuff upstairs oh, so, with the railing. Yeah. And then when I was moving out, I had to rip off the same railing I paid to install. Yikes. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah, so, you know, moving is fun, but I'm glad you got it figured <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but I think that's on, honestly a really good segue into our topic for today of we, some of, yeah, we kind of, in a sense, mentioned, like, mm -hmm. what friends could fall in line with. So today's topic is friends, friends, friends. And so um, if you are a living person around people in community, likely you at least have one friend mm -hmm. um people have multiple friends um and so we just want to kind of talk through it because there's people like in the comments earlier that said like oh this girl has really good friends right. and then sometimes you see some horror stories of like some bad friends and so we just want to talk through that a little bit so first thing how would you define define a friend all right Defining a friend. Define a friend. You could tell us in the comments as well. How would you <coughs> define a friend? Friend is someone that you have a relationship with, that you are close to, you have trust in this person, you likely have chemistry with this person, um, and there's like a realness and a love between you. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Ideally. Trust, realness. There was another key word you said. Just closeness, closeness, okay, and love between, and love between, okay. Yeah. For me, it's like secondary family. Mm, secondary family. So okay. everything that Dre said, um, someone that I can always go to about anything, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, financially, anything. Okay, like that. What do you say? So I say friends. So like I look at it as a support system. You got support system, and you got layers around that support system. And, and kind of what you guys are saying, there's like levels to it. So you might have a, mm -hmm. one that's very close to you. Yeah. Then you might go further out. But in general, that support system, everyone does things that helps you. All right. Mm -hmm. So maybe I might not be able to talk to you and tell you all my dark, darkest secrets, like maybe another friend. But mm -hmm. there's other things I can get from you that we can share together. So that's, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say <coughs> something about just it's your community the person and the people that are you have your goals and they're helping you get there and you're helping mm -hmm. them do the same you know you're mm -hmm. doing that for them as well so the dictionary defines it as a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection typically exclusive of sexual or family relations so those were like mm -hmm. two important concepts of like well if you're mixing family is family mm -hmm. and then if it turns sexual then that's not usually friends that's something else friends so, with benefits <laughs> friends with benefits <laughs> right um so going from there <laughs> we're jumping right in so that's are it. there people who have been wrongly titled friend who deserve acquaintance absolutely yeah <laughs> Common, yes. common, common, mistake. common, common. So how how does that mistake <coughs> happen? Where you think you had a friend and then you're like, hmm. Just in the way that they could treat you. Um, there's certain things that 
friends would be comfortable with either saying to each other or telling each other. Mm, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but, you know, simple things that we may not get upset over, and it generally shouldn't be something for someone to get upset over, and then they do, and they just, like, lash out at you, or they just make a big deal about it, and you're like, oh, okay, I never want to mess with you like that again, then. Yeah. That's cool. Like, mm. But I thought you were my friend. I thought you would have mm-hmm. treated me better in a situation like that, or... Yeah. Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, I think... And this is definitely not uh, all-encompassing, but I think a common one is, like, you can outgrow a friend. Uh, like, the most common one, I think, especially with people our age, like, you know, you have friends from high school, and it's like, all right, we're not really, <laughs> come on, like, we're not really friends anymore, truthfully, yeah. you know? Same thing with, like, college. Like, there's only certain people that stick, that stay with you through that experience. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as your life goes in a different direction, it's like, you know, you just kind of drift apart, like, you know? But there's some people, though, who like will still they keep that friend in that friend title they need to go to acquaintance like for example they'll like go out of their way for this person i'm like you don't that's not really you don't need to be doing all that anymore for this person you know like Mm -hmm. maybe when y'all were still roommates all right you know live together in in college all right but like you don't anymore so if you ask me to do something like super extra like out of my way like i don't know (laughs) Hmm. Maybe someone else. <laughs> Maybe someone else. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Well, in terms of your question, so like you said, how does this happen in terms of your friend that should be an acquaintance, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Wrongly um, titled as friend. Yeah, wrongly titled. Mm-hmm. So like maybe they did something wrong to you or, or things of that nature, something mm-hmm. bad happened. I don't know. I'll, I'll say usually for me, like how I always think about things is that it's usually uh, your fault, right? Like it'll be my fault. <laughs> so if, if I had a friend that was not my friend, that's a problem that I would say to anybody, that you gotta look inside yourself. Because usually like they meet you searching for something and you're usually excusing things, missing over things, jumping things, there's usually signs. And like you're just missing all those things just because maybe you want something close. Like you don't really have friends or maybe there's other issues. So maybe you should fix that because all you're gonna do is find yourself in another situation where it's gonna be another friend acquaintance problem. That's a good That's a good one, Yeah. yeah. I feel like some people really do surprise you though. And those are the hurtful ones because you'd be like, wait, what? Who are you? Yeah, you were surprised because you missed the signs. <laughs> <laughs> like Scooby Doo, you, you, you know? You ignored the so. signs. Um, I would say that your friends can often reflect your seasons. Mm. Uh, and so sometimes it's not always, I'll agree with you, their fault. Sometimes you have to own, like, that's the season I was in. And now I'm growing out of that season mm-hmm. yeah. and we no longer uncompatible as friends. Yeah. Um, so some of the comments say, so I think they're defining it. Um, Carolyn's talking and she's saying, usually your parents or elders tell you first who isn't your friend. <laughs> and it's funny because then my dad said, someone who can tell you when you're wrong. Um, so that's like a definition of for not just the people that are there for the good times, but the test really comes when they're there for the not so good times. And then Jody said, friend, someone who offers their support, provides honesty, improve your life, and who helps you progress. Progress. Okay. Then Desmond Hunt said, friends actually show they care in word and deed, are there with you during tough times, and are willing to tell you the truth about yourself. So that's another 
one or like friends that are wrongly titled that should be acquaintance those one-sided friendships were like you know i think shane's like really cool i'm like man like you know i met shane i'm like dude this guy's like cool like this guy's my friend and shane can care less about me you know mm -hmm. like shane got a billion one friends he he don't <laughs> care about me at all but i'm like shane is great mm -hmm. you know and so like, i'll do anything for shane but shane like back shane hey can you pick me up at the airport hell no like forget <laughs> about it like you know like, shane don't care about me so like those ones were like i need to actually assess that like in word shame be like oh yeah Andre, we're friends but indeed he's not and i need to give him the proper title yeah that's one of them situations keenan was talking about <laughs> yeah i should have yeah. seen the signs well, uh, yeah. but okay so <laughs> let me ask you this should you in that situation for example mm -hmm. should you demote immediately or not i'm not going to say immediately because it happens over time or should you have the conversation first um, what would hmm. that conversation be like? Yeah. I really want to be your friend. <laughs> but I don't think you want to be mine. <laughs> you don't need a conversation, right? Like, mm -hmm. I would say basically, it's not demoting. You should be promoting people correctly. So, like, just like everyone should start as acquaintance. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're a boss, right? Like, you have people inside your job, and your <laughs> job is to make sure you promote the correct people because there's obviously consequences when you don't. So, right. same thing with your friends. Like, you don't just put someone up here and we don't know much about you like you got to prove yourself you got to make sure you have the right credentials and mm -hmm. then you should promote correctly if you had to demote somebody that's a problem that you like just like a boss you're going to be you know that's going to be a problem that falls onto you like i would say so okay so like a boss though so that's where i'm so you guys have never heard of a situation where because two people didn't talk about it there was like a misunderstanding so like they literally s broke apart like they separated and then something brought them back together where it's just like, oh, I never knew that or Absolutely. I didn't understand that. So that's where I'm just like, okay, should there, if you had somebody in the title and place a friend and you're thinking about like, okay, based off of, let's talk like what Brother Hunt said, you know, their deeds <laughs> and stuff like that, it just doesn't seem like it's lining up. Are there times where, you know what, I'm going to just have one conversation and then if it doesn't work, then, you know, I'm demoting or do you really just like, okay, I'm going to just move on and keep it moving. I think it depends on you and your, the worth you attribute to this friendship. Um, like if you really, really care, then yeah, you should have the conversation. Um, I'm someone that's kind of indifferent. So it would be like, I would assess and be like, well, okay, clearly this guy isn't the friend that I thought he was. And most times I'm going to be like, all right, that's fine. Uh, I don't need to have that conversation. I can just move on. Um, but, you know, there will be those, like, certain people, even for me, that I'd be like, okay, actually, now, nah, like, I was really duped here. Like, this really threw me for a loop. I got to talk about this one. Like, <laughs> what, what happened? What did I read wrong, you know? But then there are situations where you could have a conversation and that person just doesn't want to be your friend for sure like there's then no you know for sure and then oh, i think closure. that's yeah yeah <laughs> and then well some people wouldn't take that as closure they'd want to continue talking about it and like well why and find a reason why it's like i just don't want to be your friend mm. so then i feel like that's one of the situations where we do have to like look into ourselves and be like am i being like too much did i show too much of myself when this person never reciprocated that in a sense mm -hmm. like in creole we call it sumun which is like I'm on on people like I'm very friendly like I just mm -hmm. want everybody to be my friend I want everybody to be my friend mm -hmm. but that's for people who aren't sumun 
they're like, yo, why you all about me like that? Like, we not cool like that. <laughs> so you kind of have to read the room. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Danielle says, address it, and if nothing changes, then remove yourself or step back. Um, Hmm, that's interesting. I have a good story. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought about this. So, like, and it's going back to the comments. So I think Carolyn, is it Carolyn Brewster? So, I think she said that when she said, which is a good kind of question, is, like, how did you first learn to, like, have, like, create friends, right? Like, when you're, like, small, things of that mm -hmm. nature. So, I think her comment was that maybe it was your parent or, like, an elder that kind of, like, oh, I don't know if you I don't know if she said something, but I mean, it could be similar, but she was saying it's somewhere of that nature, right? I, I think that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, to me, like when I think back about it, it's like, it reminds me of when I was in middle school. And I'm pretty sure like a lot of people, if you have good parents, right? I'm pretty sure when you were younger, <laughs> you know, you had friends. Don't hang around Tommy. Tommy's uh -huh, not <laughs> And you're like, you're like, well, hold on. Tommy's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> like me and Tommy, we like this. You know, we go way back. So yeah, you take it personal, right? You like, and then I remember like something like that with my dad. He's like, those aren't your friends, right? Like that's not your crowd. And I'm like, those are definitely my crowd. <laughs> but you know, when I get older, right? I'm always thinking that like, I, you know, once I get to like 18, get to 20, I look back and I'm like, you know, shoot, the same people that I was hanging around with when I was in mm -hmm. middle school, that was in my neighborhood. I'm like, they're in jail, mm -hmm. you know, they got issues, some, you know, a lot of stuff, right? But something that maybe I don't realize and I think something that like, I think people should take going forward, kind of like Brother Hunter's saying is that like, sometimes it's hard for you to like evaluate your own friends. And sometimes people could be trying to tell you certain things and you be ignoring them. Mm. And you <laughs> I'm blind. I know, right? People, yeah, I'm partially blind on my left eye. So like people don't <laughs> actually listen to that. But yeah, I would say in general, like, yeah, your friends or at least your parents, those elders, it's really good to listen to older people tell you about anything, even if it's bigger than friends, but just everything in general. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, nothing says you have to actually do all of those things, but like you said, at least listen and think through like what yeah. they're trying to tell you. So that's definitely yeah. huge. You had a story. <laughs> yeah, I got dropped. I got left in 2022 Ooh. by a friend. And this person. The way you said drops right, sounds real was painful. Like, it was just, the there year. was no communication. Like, mm -hmm. And our previous conversation, we were completely fine. And it was maybe a few weeks before the New Year's. So, you know, following up, it's the New Year's. Hey, mm -hmm. hey, no response. And this person will call me their best friend. But I don't call everyone my best friend. So it was mm. kind of more of a them mm -hmm. thing. Mm. But friend. this person has always been like that since I first met them. I'm a very low-maintenance friend. I don't have to talk to you every day. There are people that I talk to every day. But I don't have to. And this person was that person. So they felt like I wasn't giving enough mm. to the friendship. So there'd be times where they would be upset with me previously. And I'd be like, yo, what's good with you? <laughs> oh, no, like, I still love you. Like, we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> Years pass, whatever. It probably happened, like, three times. And then they dropped me. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. Because I need you to understand that I have a busy life. I'm an adult. Like, mm -hmm. I can't just pick up my phone and, like, text you and call you and do this all the time. And when we talk, it's more so one-sided. Like, you want me to hear everything about you, go, what's going on in your life. Or whatnot. So that's just one of the situations where, like, some people may drop you, and you just gotta be okay with it too. Mm -hmm. Like, no questions asked, just because mm. it was essentially a one-sided friendship. Mm. You got demoted. Got demoted. <laughs> and that's fine. I'll stay right where I'm at. <laughs> um, Danielle said a lot of times people on 
the outside can see what you can't. And that's true. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when you said something about the best friend thing, I did hear something where whether you have best friends or not, is that something you have a conversation about of like, is there a point where you, you establish mm. like, oh, we're best friends? Or is it really just something where you just know? Because that's something that's come up in, in recent <laughs> times of like, when you get a best friend, how do you actually know that it's your best friend? And do you guys land at best friendship status at the same time? There, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it happens both ways. There's a whole spectrum. Like, there's usually somebody that you guys just end up having that chemistry and that bond, and there's no questions asked. Like, you already know, like, that is my friend, soulmate. And then there's other people where they say best friend first, and you're like, whoa, cut. <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me run you through the test first and see, like, what? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, yeah, you could be my best friend, and then mm. build on that. Okay. Yeah, mm. I've always, I've seen that come up, and I'm like, man, do people actually have that conversation? Um, so then, yeah, so we, you actually put something, uh, and actually before we get to it, you're talking about the levels to friendships. Oh, yeah. Um, does your framework for friendship change with age? So I think you kind of talked about it when you talked about your dad and, and Tommy. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and so at first, when we're growing up, I think our friends are, you know, whoever we can have fun with. Right. So if it's video games, if it's sports. Whoever's close um, by too, because Whoever's like close by neighborhood, neighborhood yeah. yeah. Um, for girls, what would it be? What are some of the things oh. that, yeah. When we're younger, people we can like gossip with. Uh, talk, talk about that guys. never changes. <laughs> 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 no, to this day, but it's kind of different. It's not for everybody. Like, there's guys that gossip with guys too. Yeah. Barbershop. Yeah, true. true, true. But like yeah. younger, it's more of a, oh my gosh, like listen to this. And as we get older, it's still the same way, but it's more like help guide me in the right direction. Like, how should I handle this? Am I crazy? Like, what's, the Am you know? I crazy, Lord. I got no. a question, right? So like, That's how I start everything. <laughs> now that we talked about like what you said, right? But I'm crazy. just thinking, right? It's just in my brain. How many like girls were like best friends in like elementary school and they remain best friends like into the rest of your life? Cause I feel Rishani. like- Oh, Rashani? Yeah. Elementary? Yeah, I met her in the sixth grade. Oh, okay. Middle school. That's good. That's still good, though. We've been known each other good. since birth because she was in my grandma's wedding before I knew her when we were only, like, six years old. And I lived in New York, mm. and I came down for my grandma's wedding, and she was there, but wow. I didn't know her. Ah. Yeah. That's good. Like, we're soulmates. I feel like I hear, like, so many, like, girl best friends when they're, like, elementary, and they're, like, they're, like, yeah, I have, like, they have, like, a best friend for, like, each elementary, middle school, high grade. school. Yeah. yeah. And then... At maybe high school, like you know, they might last, but I was just I wondering. I don't think that. I've ever had another girl best friend. Well, now mm. I have Simone, but from like middle school. Shout out, you were about to get a text. Oh, <laughs> if you didn't I add that in, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> what am I back. doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah, so like it starts off with just like people you're around and everything like that. So, at what age do you feel like the first change where you? maybe not decide in your head that you need to change how friendships are established but you could probably date back to and be like oh that's when i started being different with my friendships i think i think for most people it's got to be high school i'm assuming because Ooh. like that's early that's early no, no, no. <laughs> but like, you're saying like a change right like we're like i think things change in high school right like you kind of are like you kind of mature a little bit not saying that you are developed correctly in terms of how to get clicks, your. Though. 
Yeah, but like, hmm. It, I, I would say, okay, it, it could be clicks or whatever, but in terms of like, I feel like you said, when you're in middle school and under high school, everything is more so about proximity, more so about, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you run my same bus, some of your friend. High Let's school. play this prank on someone. That's yeah. kind of like. Yeah, that that's it. I feel like high school, where things start shifting, and that's it's your question. Yeah. It's like your shift where it's not just about proximity anymore. It's like, okay, we go to the same, we're in the same classes, I guess, maybe, but yeah. Yeah. it could be like same clubs, like music. Right. We're in music together, that's we're in true. sports together, we're in this. I'm in chorus mm-hmm. together, I'm in drama. And then you can take things outside of that, and then you find things that you like and you hang out more. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know, that's, for me, I'm like, that's when I think things would change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you start to begin to have your first, like, real conversations with someone. Yeah. You may not go about it the best way, or you may not be looking for all the best things, but it might be the first time you tell someone, like, oh, I'm interested in this person. Like, what do you okay. think? And, you know, it might be the first times you're actually starting to do something like that. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. I was thinking about it differently, but that makes sense. Like, that, I guess high school is a, a period where you start to have... I, more meaningful friendships. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Yeah. The way I was initially thinking of it was, um, when do you start to know when to drop them? Right, because I think it's like get matured. And yeah, doing, yeah, like it's in like college, and for some people, even after college, because they realize like, oh shoot, the people that I was with in high school, the people that I was with in college, that I really thought were going to be with me for the rest of my life, like, oh, that's not actually how life works. Like, yeah. they're not like. That's just not how it works. So then, now moving forward, like, I, like the friends you make after that, I feel like those are the ones that actually stick with you for years. The ones you make, yeah. like, after the situational, like, school setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. No, that's yeah. true. I think every, not everything, a lot of things in college just become, I mean, you have to pick your school, for example. Like, there's a lot of things in college that just become, like, I have to make a choice. Um, and so I think with college, you do have that choice where, okay, I don't, second period doesn't have to be a music class. Like, I can choose if I'm being part of this club for this particular thing. Um, so, yeah, so definitely high school, going into college. And then once you graduate, one, it becomes harder to get friends. Because, Absolutely. like, never again in life, I don't think you have the opportunity or access at hundreds or thousands of people. And so you're access and proximity to groups of people slims down tremendously so i think at that point all people really have are work and maybe church mm-hmm. and that's events event. so like events. with friends, yeah. friends, friends exactly so those are like the three major things um when it comes to church a lot of people do not do what we used to do here where like you're not finding many churches where they're having lunch afterwards and you're getting yeah. new friends like people go to church and like bounce so hopefully they either meet someone when they're you know part of music or they're sitting just right by the right person or with work you know there's certain things like i can't believe we got to do this uh this report before then and like that sparks something but outside of that like adulthood mm-hmm. you're the new friendship creation just like yeah. goes significantly down and i think we have less patience for stuff i do it's correct <laughs> you said i do it's correct you made it personal there's people that want to be my friend and i'm just like i ain't got time for you wow you got, got a line no no no, no, no. oh <laughs> so i was like okay gotcha yeah, no, I can't say that. I'm sorry. I, I think I've become too good. Speak your mind. I think I've become too good at like creating that boundary. And I think of you saying it every single time. 
I will be so friendly to people at first mm. and like try to get to know them, but once I realize I don't want to be your friend, I get like so like stuff. the boundary is there. Like I mean, don't you try to get like since middle school. I remember. <laughs> be for real. I, I, I remember that. You didn't want to be my friend. Personal experience, you know. <laughs> That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Carolyn said, I think when you start to evaluate friendships is when you're going through something personal and hard. Because for me, at least, that's that who, at least that's who I can tell is my real friend mm. who stays by your side. Actually, I agree with her. Yeah. That's, it's usually when something bad happens when you first really realize, like, oh, I need to check who my friends are. Right, right. And, uh, yeah. like, you know, that actually starts a lot in high school. Like, people go through a lot of stuff yeah. as teenagers in high school, at yeah. home, Not for, yeah. in the streets, wherever. Mm-hmm. I think Yasmin said, I agree. She agrees, too. It's, I think the separation starts in high school because you have people such as some friends who just want to hang out and party and some just want to study and make sure they do well to get into college. So yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, Desmond Hunt, true friends are those who truly understand us, accepting our imperfections and flaws without judgment. They bring joy and delight in our lives and love us unconditionally. unconditionally. And that's like the adult answer. Like when you yeah. get to that place where you realize that there's people that know you and know that you're not you know perfect and they understand you a little bit more and they're still there yeah that's definitely a good friend i would say um so andre had this section that he put down yeah. about the levels to friendship levels to friendship and it, it actually it kind of ties a little bit into what brother hunt said because um that right there is probably like the top level um but there's levels underneath that that we actually need and even me like i realized like oh i don't actually have it's like friend and then like a chasm like nothing is nothing else is there but we do need these other levels so it was actually a, a charles metcalf uh um sermon where they were talking about friendships and he was basically breaking down like using the life of jesus he's like this is how jesus had it like he had these levels uh, he's like, you actually need each level because each level provides something. So mm -hmm. these are the levels, right? At the And as you go up each level, it gets narrower and narrower. You have less and less, right? So at the very bottom is fans, right? So Jesus had fans. What do fans do? They make you feel good because of what you can do. So mm -hmm. everyone knows, like, Jesus was doing miracles and stuff. He had a whole bunch of people that would, like, come, like, oh, please heal me, heal me, heal me. Like, fans are there because, like, of what you can do. But what they help what they do for you is that like they make you feel good they are like oh you know you get encouragement from them yeah. and we all need that like mm -hmm. we all need that like people around us that make us feel good like yeah. you know at some level or another we need that now we can't be treating a fan like a friend you can't be like going out your way for someone that's just there because of what you can do for them because at the end of the day once you can't do that for them they're gone yeah like right. you, and you yeah. have to know that you know as long as you know that you're good the next level is followers. Jesus had his fans, he had his followers. What's the difference? The followers see something in you. And sometimes like you don't see it in yourself. So Jesus' followers were like the apostles, the disciples, the people that like actually followed him from place to place. Not the people that just like, oh, heard he was in town, let me go see him. You know? The people who were like, nah, this guy's something special. Like this guy's like the son of God. Like he he's that guy. Uh, and sometimes, like, in our lives, we need followers who, who are going to see potential in us that we don't see in ourselves. Like, um, like you might have the, uh, the people that see, like, oh, Shane, like, 
this guy's like really good at playing the piano. He's really good at like planning things. They see that in you and it gives you that confirmation. Uh, if you don't have that, you might be doubting yourself. But when you have those followers, you're gonna you're gonna like get confirmation of like your gifts. Um, and uh, above that, now you have your friends. Your friends are like your real friends, your intimate friends. You're close. They fully know you. So Jesus had those, and if like if you read about Jesus's life, anytime there was something like super serious or super important, he always called three people: Peter, James, and John. Like when he rose that, um, I think it was Jairus' daughter. Like he told everybody, "Get out!" Peter, James, and John come in. When he was um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, and like he had all the followers, like, mm -hmm. "All right, yeah, yeah, all right, but you stay here, Peter and James, John, come pray with me." Right. But the point is that even his friends, like all these levels, even the best one, the friends, they're all gonna fail you. Uh, and just like that, like Peter, James, John, he said, "Please pray with me," and they fell asleep, mm -hmm. knocked out multiple times like the point is that all these things all these levels they're all gonna fail you and like he had an excellent demonstration like i'm gonna put the link in the comments so you guys can like watch this if you if you want it's a excellent excellent sermon um but he had this demonstration where basically he shows the levels and he's like if they all fail you're left by yourself but he's like what jesus knew actually let me back up what we do a lot of times is we find our identity in our friends. We find our identity in the people around us. Uh, we want like people to like us, and so like we like they give us our identity. So when they're gone, it's like who am I? But Jesus knew who he was because the Father said, "You are my beloved Son. I'm pleased with you." Like so, he knew like I am God's Son. Like the Father covered him. So when everybody else left, he still had the Father. And he shows in a demonstration, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, that's the, the, what we want to fashion. Like, obviously, Jesus is the perfect example. We want to follow that same example where, like, we need those people who see things in us. We need those people who can encourage us. We need those people who we can be real with, who really know us. But at the end of the day, we have to know that all these people are something, like, they're all human. They're going to fail us. But we have to have the Father at the end of the day to cover us when everybody else mm -hmm. fails. Mm. That's good. That's a word. Mm -hmm. That is a word. Um, and I like the division. I, there's a book that's called I'm Not a Fan. And it talks oh, yeah. about, you know, there's yeah. a lot of people that would claim to be followers of Christ, but they're really a fan. Um, and they're like people in a stadium that are like, you know, cheering him on or whatever. But he's like, you know, um, when you have sport teams and the minute that they even see that they're, the team's about to lose, they'll start walking out the stadium. Mm -hmm. Like they won't even wait till the end. And he's like, you know, that's not a, you know, a true like person that's like a ride or die. And so he invites you to like evaluate your relationship truly with God and evaluate if you're a fan or a follower. And that's something you can definitely do, you know, with your friends. Are you fans, followers or friends? So that's really, really good. Yeah. So yeah. like, Going back to what you're saying, I guess for me, like trying to dissect everything, right? Yeah. So, in the beginning, like the thought process is that's your friend level, like list. So you have levels into your friends. Right. So, in those levels, you have fan, which is your bottom ones, yeah. then it's acquaintance, or is it followers? followers. followers. So like you're just, right. okay, and then you have, that would be your apostles? Yeah. In this example, and then after that would be your close friends. Actual friends, yeah. Cool. All right, cool. And I feel like when we look at stuff like that, right, like, so, like, let's look at Jesus. And it's something that you kind of just said, right, where you said that a lot of us, even, like, how we kind of were identifying friends, we were, like, saying things like that 
basically, if you don't meet the standard I want, you're like, you're cut off, right? Yeah. Well, in Jesus' case, kind of what you said, when he came here, he kind of knew his mission, right? He kind of knew what's going on. Jesus knows what's happening. And he still let certain people around in his life. Yeah. So they like, still had access to him. They had access to him, right? Mm. And there's someone like Judas, where mm. everybody would be like, that's not a friend. Right. But, realistically, Jesus, in this case, he helped Jesus accomplish his mission. But Jesus already knew what he was. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's like, sometimes, I guess, when you correctly identify people in your correct spot, it's like, it doesn't mean like you have to like toss everybody away. It's just yeah. understanding what everybody is. Use people correctly, and then you can still accomplish your mission in life. Right. But mm. you still need everybody inside your life to grow and to get accomplished what you want. Exactly. So. That's very interesting. Exactly. That's good. Good point. I was thinking about something. Um, sometimes I feel like how you are determines the friends you have and true. who feels comfortable around you. So That's true. That's I'm going to go back to what you said about ownership, right? As you grow, it's sometimes impossible to have the same friends that you always had, mm. especially as you grow, I think, as a Christian. Um, there might be things that you used to do as like someone that wasn't as close with Christ. You didn't really understand, like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm a fan of Christ. Like if you really evaluate, but then there's like a point with with Christ where your relationship just like I need to figure out this thing between me and God. And as you're doing that, there's going to be certain things that he starts like calling you to. Mm -hmm. And so obviously he's supposed to have number one place in your life. So then with that what are some things that people put ahead of Christ sometimes? And a lot of times it's our friends. Correct. And so for sure. For sure. as you change in life, you're going to also notice that hopefully the people that used to feel comfortable doing certain things around you no longer do. You're going to notice that you don't fit in every circle that you used to fit in. Um, and I think that's something to even evaluate, not only as you're choosing friends, but then also, what am I reflecting that encourages X, Y, and Z around me? Uh, and I think that's something I've been through where it's just like, yeah, as you change, not everybody fits that same mold. Right. And it's, it's okay. You have to like be able to do that and not fall into the same place of trying to like hold on to everybody or fit into uh -huh. every space because you're not meant to do that. Um, and then with Jesus, like, I'm just talking in general, like, you kind of have to say what you mean <laughs> and mean what you say, right? right. And so, like, there's going to be times where it's just like, um, you're pointing out this, take the log out your eye. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. you got to be that friend, and sometimes you need friends like that to give you that same type of energy. Uh, and it's okay to be upset because those type of things hurt. But then you can like sit back and be like, oh, you know what? That was a true friend that was able to tell me about myself yeah. and not. It's almost like the booger, like <laughs> <laughs> that, that friend that's going to let you go around walking because mm -hmm. they don't want to tell you. You got something in your nose. You got something <laughs> in your teeth. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see. And have you ever heard that they're, they're like, if you see someone do or if they do this, mm. that means you got something. And that's your cue to, like, fix it? You ever heard that? No, but that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> it is true. It's someone that's not speaking up about something. So if you see that happening, you got something in your nose or in your teeth. <laughs> Let me push it back. So, like, you said that it's okay to be angry if your friend is, like, telling something that you might not like. 
And I would say, I don't think it is, right? Like, I understand okay. why people do, mm -hmm. but I think that's also why people don't grow. Because just like the example I gave with the, or Carolyn gave with your parents that might say something like, hey, that's not your friend. So when you, when you hear like things that's true, the first thought process for somebody is to basically be defensive. Right. And that's yeah. usually the first problem, honestly. Like, because you can never really hear things until it's too late. Yeah. Because you're already shutting everything out, and then mm -hmm. by that point, if this, if this is your friend in this case, or if this is whatever it is, you're missing all those signs that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so I think in general, it's like, we understand why people want to feel defensive, and the first thing I think people should think about is, so when you feel defensive, it's probably because it's true. <laughs> like, you probably should be like, oh, you know what, like, damn, <laughs> that hurt. Well, why does it hurt? Because true things always hurt, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think, like, that's the next part of growing. Like, we understand why you're upset, but once you realize I'm upset, like, the quicker you realize, like, I'm upset for a reason, it's probably because it's true and I should probably fix this. Yeah. The faster you actually get out of situations than to be like, I'm angry, I'm, just, I'm justified to be angry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, No, I agree. I definitely agree. And that's that's hard because, yeah, yeah we're it, it's almost like we're designed to be defensive and protect mm -hmm. at all times. But the like, things you care for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to protect yourself. Um, so I will have a question. What is one of your worst friendship stories? Worst? Worse? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I have a specific one? I mean, I don't really have, like, a worse friendship stories, you know? I don't I'm sorry. How <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I remember when I was in middle school, I, in Spanish class, you know, for some reason, I was C, and then there was somebody, like, behind me that was A. Like, it wasn't even alphabetical order. And it would push my chair like all the way to the front of the class. <laughs> <laughs> it was Melinda. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, yo, this is so random. Why would they put us not in alphabetical order? But I'm just saying that day. So why is that his fault? Friends don't lie. That was, that was Melinda. But honestly speaking, like, I'm not gonna lie to you, we, we weren't friends, right? So she would just push my chair to the front of the class. I'd be like, what's going on back there? <laughs> And then, um, let's just say this, right? Like, she would talk and she'd be like, hey, yeah, like, your hair looks kind of ugly today. I was like, wow, don't even know you, right? Uh, but in all though, right? Like, we actually started becoming friends, which is pretty cool. Um, not gonna lie, this has nothing to do. <laughs> but like, when you say worst friends, it wasn't the worst, but you know, I was just like. like you something just, came to any mind. situation to bring up this story. You it's a, it's a great story, you know, like, already. it's a great story. I, I don't. Forget it. And it's so funny. I never even made the connection when you said your last name C, right, your last name A. I was like, this is so like, weird. I would have never thought random. Belinda, but <laughs> wow, that was good. That was good. Well, I have an actual story. Well, I can think of the first time my mom told me that that person's not your friend. So it was this girl in Horizon Middle School. And What's her I name? considered her, wait, I'm not going to say it. Um, I considered her my best friend at the time. Like, we were best friends. This was... Um, yeah yeah we were best friends so then she was like hey I forgot where she said she wants to go she's like hey do you want to go to this place with me my family it's gonna be so much fun and I asked my mom I was like 11 so I'm like mom can I go she's like is her family gonna be there I'm like yeah she is so I got ready and everything I was so excited and she was like hey I'm in your community and I was just guiding her through I was like, okay. And she was like, I don't see it. Like, she just kept saying, oh, I don't see it. I was like, okay, we'll do this, do that. And we were on the phone, and she was just like, I was like, just go straight to the back. We're straight to the back. And she was like, aha, it's a prank. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 when I tell you, I was crying 
so hard. I was like, that is embarrassing. Yeah. You just wasted about an hour, maybe plus more of my life. And my mom was <laughs> like, that prank. is not your friend. Mm. Wow. That's a terrible prank. That is horrible. And I remember it to this day. Well, now you learned something, right? Like Judas, like you learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have, yeah. Have your friend's location so you can see when they're I mean, at your location. Oh, That's not what I was thinking, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, for an hour, you can't get fooled, you know? Like, maybe in life now, you I know. was 11. <laughs> now we learn, I'm saying. You know? Yeah, like, we know how to solve the these issues A now. little bit quicker. Yeah. Like, you know, in a Caribbean you can't household, talk to your parents faster, you know? Your parents, if you wait too long to get ready, your parents are going to be like, you're not going anymore. That's true. So Why well, you got the yes, you got to get out there. Mm. Yeah. Such an embarrassing moment. We're no longer <laughs> friends. So, I think I, I had a situation where I think one of the worst ones is any friendship where you feel like you've been taken advantage of. Mm, yeah. And so I had, of my, almost all of my friends group, friend groups, I was one of the first ones to drive. And so, you know, I was always like the go-to of like, oh, like Shane, let's go here, or can you pick me up? You know, I, mm. I was that person, right? Which was, you know, cool, because these were my friends, or so I thought. So there was a situation where friends like, oh, let's go, you know, here, right? And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So we go to this place, and so all of a sudden we get there, this friend like just disappears, all right? I'm just like, hmm, like I think they're going to the bathroom, whatever. <laughs> Let's give a similar timeline to Melinda. Jeez. 30 minutes and then in like an hour. I'm like, mm. interesting, like this friend of mine has not come back. I'm like texting <laughs> them, no answer, whatever. Somehow, I then peep, and then they're with their significant other, and I was used as, I guess, a, a ride, to, ride get to get there. So in that situation, wow. um, I decided I was just gonna leave and not tell them. <laughs> How they got home? You're so petty. Thank you. I was just like, two can play this game. <laughs> two can play this game, right? And so, Damn, cool. uh, but that was one of the <laughs> the situations where I'm just like, wow, like there's people. I don't even know. Like that was the type of things where I'm like, how can you sleep at night, like yeah, doing wild. that type of stuff to people? But there are people that do it. And um, you guys haven't spoken since. No, we're yeah, good friends. We could say so. We, you know, we we used to be closer. Or not, but yeah. It com that stuff confused me because I'm like, was this while you were in school? Oh yeah, you said because you were one of. Because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna see you again. So what are you gonna say? Right. Like, like what do you? Hey Shane. Like, sorry I did. Like I just don't. I don't. What does the conversation look like after that? Does no one? Well, it's like what you said, right? Basically, your friends are what you allow. And right, so, if your friend yeah. does that to you, what you're asking is because lots of things they don't respect you. Keep it, keep it coming. I'm about to lie, Shane, right? You, I mean, you were probably a little skinnier back then, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you were six foot five, you had, you had Yeah, money. yeah, maybe. You would have called you. You would have called the next Shane. No, <laughs> no but could you imagine? Maybe. This person thought they could pull one over. And Shane said, you got the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I, that might have been the first time I learned how to fight with fire. 
Like, that's fire to fire. Well, what did you learn, though? You saw what you oh, what did I learn? Yeah. <laughs> what did you and you learned to grow from it, you know? Maybe I didn't. So, and maybe this is where <laughs> I can transition, right? Because I don't think it's the last time something like that happened. But, so I have, I, let me tell you, right? Uh, this, <laughs> you guys in the, in the comments oh, can tell me if I'm wrong. I have this thing where I start with people where I start them at 100% and I deduct from there. <laughs> so Dude, just like me. Oh yeah, that's how you do start. But you yeah. drop a little quicker than I do. <laughs> but I start people at 100. I'm gonna give you some trust. I mean, I'm not trusting you with everything, but it's just like, I'm gonna let you into this, this circle, right? And then on, as you disappoint me, whatever it is, I guess I'm gonna bring you down to where you, you deserve to be. Other people kind of operate on like, prove yourself to me and I'll like elevate you. Um, so when I, I only explained that to say, did I learn my lesson? Maybe not, because I still operate in the sense of like, you know what, you asked me for a favor, more or less I'm gonna do it unless, you know, I really can't or whatever. So, you know, still do it. I feel like the Lord hopefully will bless me for all these type of things. But he will repay. He will repay at some point. Honestly, yeah. Shane, it's impressive for you to still So start you start people. at zero. No, I don't start at zero. Honestly, I think like, before I would have said, oh, I start them off at zero, or I start them off in the middle. But now, like, reflecting, really what I do is, like, intuition gives me a, a level. And they start wherever my intuition tells me. And then I just adjust from there. Mm. Like, certain people, I'm like, nah, you seem like a snake. You, you had about, like, a 10. And, like, hopefully you can go up, but right now you had a 10. The you first know? time they show their personality is when you're like, oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. You're going on level yep. two. Yeah, I'm asking the audience. I was like, do you start at a zero or a hundred? Um, Daniel is the same as you, Andre. Okay, all right, intuition. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we heard about some of the worst ones. So how about some of the best ones? What are some of your, your best friendship stories? Yeah, I guess I gotta answer. I'm not ready yet, but I guess I gotta answer this one because I didn't answer the other one. Y'all go ahead, hold on. All right, I got you. I'll go ahead. No, 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 I was sorry. All right, when I was in the, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> C and A, you know. <laughs> um, best friend stories? Um, I'm not gonna say like a, a very specific story, right? One thing I would say is that what I like about a best friend, so let's say that did happen, right? But in people in general, is that like, kind of like something Carolyn said, right, Brewster? Like, they have your back. So what does that mean for me? Like in. If I'm going through something or maybe there's something negative or something that's happening, I expect that somebody says, you know what? I know, let's say in this case, Keenan. Like I know his character. Like I'm not gonna go and jump in on that, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna pull back and make sure like what's going on, X, Y, Z. Something like that for me is like really meaningful for me where I'm like, all right, I feel like you're someone I could definitely trust. Cause mm -hmm. most people, it's really easy. You might like, let's say something negative, you hear something, and everybody's like, yeah, I always knew that Keenan over there. <laughs> Never liked that fella, you know? I'm like, damn, like, thought we were friends. Like, that's just crazy. Um, that's one of those biggest signs for me. And I'm like, whenever I see something like that, like, I really cherish that specifically. Mm. That's good. Still thinking, Andre? All right, I guess I don't have a specific one, honestly. And that's not to say that I don't have, like, those moments. I guess the the... 
Anytime someone puts me on the spot with a question, things like disappear from my brain. I could probably answer this tomorrow. But um, no, I think I'll do something like Keenan said, like more general. When there have been moments where people have, um, I realized that they like thought of me when they didn't have to. Like I, I love thoughtfulness in a, in a friend, like where I'm like, okay, you were going about your life and for some reason you thought of me and you like, you know, did something or, or, or bought me something or, or, or like offered to do something. I'm like, wow, like you was thinking about little old me, like just randomly, yeah. like, dang, that's pretty nice, like stuff like that. Um, and I, I, ha I have uh, friends for sure that have done that for me and I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I've been, well, I saw this post recently and it's like the highest form of love is consideration. Mm. Uh, oh, that is so true because for someone to consider you, they have to know you right. so, so well. Um, what was the question? One of your best friendship stories. Um, I don't really have a story. It's just the best friend experience. I have the bestest friend ever, Rishani. <laughs> no, she literally knows me inside and out. Like, I don't have to open my mouth to her. I mean, like, we get on each other's nerves because she's crazy. I might be crazy sometimes, too. But, sometimes. like, we just answer the phone and start laughing. Like, there's nothing to laugh about. We just answer the phone. And it's just, yeah. She's just, yeah. Beautiful thing. She says, love you, Linda, in here, in case you didn't see it. I saw. Um. <laughs> I love you, too, Shani. Do you feel like friendships have to offer the same thing? So, let's say you have a considerate friend that... I don't know, they they just go out their way for you. Do you feel like for that friendship to work at its best that they need to feel that you do that same thing for them? Or can you just do something else, but it kind of equates for that friendship as like a balance and both people feel loved, appreciated? Yeah, I think it, it doesn't have to be exactly the same thing because everybody's love language is different. So I'm like, when you need something, you may need me to write you a paragraph to uplift you, and I might need you to buy me a Porsche. Like, well, <laughs> dang. And we both still feel very, very loved. What? Um, you yeah, didn't yeah. just get that from nowhere. <laughs> I, yeah, I just think that, I don't think it has to be the same thing, but I think each party has to give in some type of way. Like, it can't just, yeah. like, one person can't just be a leech. Mm. Okay. okay, I agree. I, agree I don't know. I feel like regardless, it's difficult, right? Because how people perceive and things is how they get things, right? Mm -hmm. So, like you said, like if I like Porsches <laughs> and you like paragraphs, I, I'm a at least I give you a Porsche because I like Porsches. You might not care for it, right? Yeah, well, um, this is nice. But I'm, I want a Porsche back because I like Porsches, you right, know. Yeah. And so you give me a paragraph, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> <laughs> you might like the Porsche and that paragraph I didn't give you, you'd probably be upset. But I'm be upset I didn't get what I wanted. I feel like it's very difficult. And I guess that's kind of where my thought process is. Like, I don't know if that's how we should work with friends. I know that's how it works. It happens mm -hmm. a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's when a lot of issues with friends start to happen is when we kind of say, like, in our brain, even though it's not said, but let's just give examples, right? I got you something for Christmas. Now it's like, you got to get me something for Christmas, right? Yeah. Well, if you gave me something for Christmas, like, this feels kind of weird because this is like three years in a row. I got you something for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and how my checking account is looking, this is getting crazy, you know? Like, I've been sacrificing here. But, like, I'm giving so much and I'm expecting things. And then it's like, you have all these ex expectations. And I feel like this is where, like, it muddles up friendships, right? And it, that's just an uh, example of, like, a material thing. But in general, right, when we're trying to give so much, 
I don't know. I just feel like with a friend, there is levels on all these things, but I never liked that. I'll put it that way. I never liked the thought process that I owe you for something. Mm -hmm. So I always give. I will do something for you. If you ask me to do something, I will go do it. But I don't want to have that precedent set in my relationship, like a friendship, that like basically I'm giving you something and you have to like give some back to me. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. I will help you, X, Y, Z. I don't ask nothing back from it. I don't expect anything, and that's the that present I want. And I don't want you to feel like if you do something for me that I have to go do it for you. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. But hmm. that's a good yeah. point. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. Um, so I'm gonna actually connect this to this question. Um, what are some <coughs> requirements that you think people who are in their um, adult ages or transitioning to adult ages should consider when having friends like what are some things that they should think about so i'll go i'll kick it off so um i feel like your friends should share some of your main values so um not to say that for example all your friends have to be adventist or something mm -hmm. like that but if you are a person that um for example you don't smoke it might be hard to be around someone that, you know, anytime they're bored or they're stressed, they go to that. So then when you're hanging out, like, mm -hmm. what do you do, you know? And like, what if that becomes the thing that you start doing too? Now that might be a thing, it might mm -hmm. not be. It depends on person to person, but you wanna think through some of the values that you have for yourself, especially with when you're, um, some of your struggles as well, and think through like, all right, for my community, my inner circle, I think the point of friendship is supposed to kind of like help you through life and helping each other through life. So if that's the case, then you have to build a circle for that. So I think we'll see some of our older adults. So for example, my mom, she has prayer partners. That's important for her. And I know like some of our parents have that same thing. Like those are some of the people they'll consider friends, someone that can pray for you. Like yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. important. Um, so what are some things that, you know, maybe people should consider when they're having friends? Accountability. Accountability. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Both ways. Both so ways. They can hold you accountable. And when you hold them accountable, they listen and they hear you and they don't get upset. Yeah. I think uh, especially in like, you know, transitioning to adulthood, you're looking towards your future and stuff. Um, you want to try to find people that... Um, that align with where you're trying to go or maybe they're already where you're trying to go like for example if you're trying to reach a certain financial goal or a certain like status in life you probably should befriend some people that are on their way there or have been there or are there now hopefully um so that you know they can guide you you know they can give you those uh inside tips you can like just being around them you'll start to like see like how they move about life that's probably how they got there like mm, maybe i should make these moves too type of thing i think i would to segue or not segue but to add to what you're saying there's a difference between wanting to honestly be a part of that community and using people yeah so yeah, yeah. don't just yeah. go around those people and like know your intention of what you're trying to get and not at least tell them up front <laughs> just like hey you know what you're doing something i really like i'd like to know more about that like people would appreciate that more than when they get the sense of you're trying to attach on because that almost feels fanish or followers yeah, yeah, yeah. and not truly you know friends so 
Um, if that, like, know your intentions. Some people you just need to get advice from. Doesn't need to be your friend. Mm -hmm. Just be honest. And then some people are good for you, and you can be good for them. So you want to bring them into friendship. But I do like that. Yeah, I would say this, right? So, I guess from perspective, so like, just as a Christian, right? Mm -hmm. Our the thought process is that let's just say in this case, right? Because we can use the same case you gave, but in like in a religious case, right? A lot of people probably won't align with us. That's not a Christian, right? Well, you can't really, what's the word? Minister. Minister, yeah, minister to them, right? Because I was going to say, like, you know, just like Jesus, he did not just hang around or hang around like um, only Christians, right? But I would say in, in case of your levels, like the pastor said, right? In terms of levels, it's like it's important to have friends of, I think, every structure. So it's important to have people that, in your case, like you said, that are on the same pathway as you. Mm -hmm. But it's also have it's good to have people and like just generalities, so you're not in an echo chamber, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? I would say is just always finding things that you can connect with. You don't have to connect with everything. Right. So like you said, okay, maybe there's someone who's maybe in this case not a Christian, so they like to smoke or they, whatever they want to do, right? They like to smoke. Well, we could connect playing piano. So I might hang around you. We play piano. Mm -hmm. We could talk in that way. I don't have to be in, in the settings that you might smoke in. But in that way, especially as a Christian perspective, I can still relate to you. I can still minister to you if I need to. And I'm still able to be around you because I've always had this mindset that I can't be around anybody that smokes. Then we'll never interact in that way. Right. So I would say that's a way that people should, which would have to change how people think about friendships. Because like you kind of said, I think most people are kind of like that where it's either you're either my friend 100% mm -hmm. or like there's or nothing, not right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I can, I can look at you. And I'm like, okay, this is where we can connect to. Let me focus on that. And it's like a lot of people, you can find connections with them because there's usually something that you can connect with. Mm -hmm. Maybe not everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how people should move around. That's how I would do it. But. I like that. Um, it's hard to, to balance it because, so one pastor said that with the, the people that would come see Jesus that you know you wouldn't consider friends, Jesus would know that, still allow him around because his mindset is you can come for the wrong reason. By the time you leave here, you're going to be leaving different. Mm -hmm. Like you are going to leave with like, you might have come to see my miracles, but the word you receive during this time is going to at least plant a seed inside of you. And I think if that's the case, you know, definitely you should have that exposure. Um, just make sure that you're not the person being dragged down yeah that's the hard part because like a lot of people end up in the situation where they never would have believed that this would be them because it's hard to harder to elevate than to you know not be dragged down in a sense but yeah that's a very good point but that's why i would say like <coughs> even the example that's why you would give um i guess in this way like when i said your friendship change your thought positive friendship because I think when people start getting dragged down is because, let's just say my generalities, if I think friendship, what a lot of people do, it's like we basically do a lot of things together. <laughs> then it's like, okay, you, let's just say Melinda wants to go somewhere that I don't want to go to. It could be like even roller coasters, right? We could put that anyways, but that's just an example. She likes to go on roller coasters, I don't. I don't have to go to roller coasters with Melinda. Like, I can mm -hmm. say that straight mm -hmm. up. Like, I don't have to do that with her. But if I have the style process that as friends, we do everything together, I'm going to go on roller coasters. I might be on this ride <laughs> that I don't want to be on. Right. And you'd be doing things that you don't want to do. Where I think if you start changing, if people start changing the mindset of what friendship could be, you can say, okay, this is my friend, but this is where the proper alignment is with my friend. We are really good friends at doing hair together or watching this together or cooking together. And 
you have a certain type of friendship, but I don't have to do everything with you. And if you're doing sticking to that, right? Let's say it's cooking and we could connect with that. You like watching cooking shows, whatever. Like you're not going to fall into traps of saying, okay, well, I'm doing other things that you might not, let's say in this case, agree with with that other person. You just do things that you like, right? Like, and you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the thing about that is, is you end up defining your relationship with that person by doing that. Because if you do the, the just like, oh, like we're going to do everything together just so you're happy, like you're kind of people pleasing, then that person in their mind, like, oh, this is our friendship. We do everything together. So when you end up like, you know, like, okay, maybe I, I don't really want to do this anymore. The person really starts to get like taken aback, like, wait, but we used to do everything together, you know, like how come all of a sudden you're switching up? Uh, but when you have those standards from the beginning, mm-hmm. they are able to see like, oh, you know, all right, so this is our friendship, you know, like mm-hmm. Kenny's not going to be going on the roller coaster. That's fine. And you, for most people, a good friend, that's going to be okay. Um, you don't have to do everything together. Like they're going to see what your boundaries and your limits are and they'll respect that. Yeah. I agree. I heard you. <laughs> yeah, because no, I agree. Like it is very hard to define boundaries after yeah. you set them. True. That's not just friendship. That's what yeah, everything, everything, right? It's yeah. true. It's true. Then be, to beforehand be more conscious and set the boundaries in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You, it's very hard for any type of thing to try to yeah. go back and be like, you know, this is not what I'm Actually. feeling no more. Like that always deteriorates like <laughs> right, pretty fast. Right, right, yeah. So that's why it's important to do what you're saying. Definitely. So on here we were talking about how friends. Uh, should be a community and sometimes your friends Mm -hmm. are closer than your own family Mm -hmm. and so one thing uh, Andre that you put on here is you don't choose your family but you choose your friends right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you're stuck with family exactly but friends you actually get the choice so you get the choice choose right um Let's see. So then when it comes to what would you say to someone who's struggling to find good friends? Do a clean house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Start from zero, rebuild. Right. So from personal experience, um, I'll say, and like we've said this before too, like be careful of people pleasing. Like that's something that I'm very, uh, I know I have that quality. I'm just wanting people to be like happy, wanting to make them happy. Um, but you don't end up with good friends that way. You end up with a lot of friends that way. Uh, you end up with a lot of people that will call you their friend, yeah. But you don't end up with good friends if you're just looking to make people happy. So, like, if that's you, definitely want to check on that first off the bat. If you're, like, finding, like, man, I just don't really have good friends. Like, check that one off the list first. Yeah. Yeah. I say just try to be aware. Um, Define your relationships. Even if it's just you in your room with a checklist. Like, this person did this, this person did that, this person did that. (laughs) Just try to (laughs) see if the relationships have been balanced. And be okay with letting people go. Um, friendship breakups are tough too but sometimes you just gotta be okay because in the long run you won't be dealing with toxic friendships and just relationships that are draining to you mm-hmm. um, I just want to ask this right so we are in a society where um, where a lot of times we bless and release right because I think a lot of people have experiences where they're just like nah this is just I've had experience where it's just <laughs> too painful are there any times where you should fight for a friendship? Hmm? Fight for? What do you mean? Not beg. <laughs> I'm not going to say beg, but fight for a friendship. Like, uh, are there any times? And I feel like you were starting to answer it, but maybe, okay, maybe not. <laughs> were you not? No, fight uh, okay. for a friendship? Yeah, so are there any times where, yeah, you should fight for a friendship? 
a misunderstanding. Yeah, miscommunications. Um, uh, a misunderstanding where like not so in the misunderstanding like with you and that friend that like uh, was like high maintenance and you're mm -hmm. not, you realize oh like that's how you are that's not really how I am like we really should go our separate ways. Um, but in a misunderstanding where it's different, it's like, you know, like you really just like got this wrong. I, I feel like you should fight for that. Um, cause it's like, if we correct this, we actually do have a good friendship. Like you just misread that situation or like misread what I said or misread like some, or maybe someone told you something about me mm -hmm. that just like, oh yeah. no, no, that's not what happened. That's not how that went down. Yeah. Fight for that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like there are some miscommunication circumstances where talking to the other person is like talking to a brick wall. Yeah. And I'm not about to sit here. But then that will show you their colors. And it's like, oh, I don't need a friend that can't even take my word. You yeah. Know? Um, but at least try. I say try. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll say no. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah, well, even like, even in the case you're giving, right? Mm -hmm. Like misunderstanding, which, going back to what you said, friendships are mirrors of yourself, right? Like you attract what you are. So, like, even in misunderstandings, it could be your fault as well, and that's yeah. important to know. But in generalities, I would say there's some toxicity, which you just said, inside that situation, because there really shouldn't be misunderstandings, honestly. I mean, we know it happens, but mm -hmm. there shouldn't, because if you have great communication, if you right. have stuff that you're able to address things, then you're able to fix it. Now, you might be able to fix this problem, but like mm -hmm. I always said, actually identifying the root of the cause, mm -hmm. you're probably going to have this issue again. Unless well, if you don't try... Like, you could miss out on someone that might not have that communication now or might not have the quality mm -hmm. now, but, like, when you address it and they were, maybe they realize, like, dang, like, I almost lost a good friend because I just did that. Like, yeah. I, I need to work on this, right? But if you don't give them that chance, then, they're one, they're not going to learn that, and you could miss out on a friend that, like, actually could learn that lesson and y'all grow together. Now, I hear you because even though I'm saying this, I probably would only do that for someone that... I see them taking it well. I do that type of thing where I'm like, you're not even gonna listen to me. So like, whatever. Um, but no, I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's it's worth it. Well, I will say this, right? <laughs> like you said, try. You, you could try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now fight, it was the word, right? Oh, that okay. was you, right? Okay, okay, now, yeah. I feel like in terms of fighting, we have better energy in our lives. <laughs> that we can spend our resources on, our energy resources. Like, you only have a certain amount of time, effort, energy, and you can't be sitting there fighting for relationships. I know <laughs> people, you know, might not understand that, but I feel like this, so you try. I could, I could try, like you said, have a conversation with you. If it doesn't receive well, it doesn't work out. But in terms of fight, like, we know what a fight is. Like, that's something that's like, I'm, you know, in the 90s, you got the little radio box. <laughs> Baby, come back, Shane. <laughs> you know I love you. Like, spend your time and resources like on trying to actually do correct, like, improve your life in other ways. You know, that's yeah, my advice. But yeah. and if we had time, I would ask you, for those people that got someone back using that method, was it not worth it? Sometimes, but we don't have time. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, right? That's that's you know it depends. But um, I would say you have to be the friend you were looking for first mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. don't like and that's what you were saying danielle as well um don't be going looking out for something that you're not even willing to offer so um definitely be that and there's a couple of things the bible says about friendships so oh, yeah, yeah. Read a couple of so them? oh we know like the two are better than one and we know but there's some a lot of them are in proverbs i will say um let me read some of the really good ones that i found that i'm like oh this is really good 
uh, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Um, another Proverbs one, another Proverbs one says, "The man of too many friends, chosen indiscriminately, will be broken in pieces and come to come to ruin. But there is a true loving friend who is reliable and sticks closer than a brother." Mm. Um, that kind of goes back to that that levels thing, you know, uh, making sure you're covered. Um, and then this last one is actually like an example in the Bible of the the detriment you can get into listening to friends sometimes. So we all know King Solomon, wisest, Sol wisest king. Uh, he, after him, he had like his son, Rehoboam, right? This son, he had his friends who he was like, oh, like, what should I do with like the kingdom? His friends were like, oh, tell those people that like, they thought your father was a hard person. Like, tell him you're going to work them even harder. Like, tell him all these things, right? You're going to be a hard king. They're going to be paying taxes, all this stuff. And then his counselors, like his wise men, were like, no, no, no. Like, don't do that. Like, you know, show them that you're a kind and compassionate king. He says, screw you guys. I'm listening to my friends. And basically at the end, everybody revolted. And this was actually the turning point in, like, the Israelites. Like, you know, we had King David. You know, we had King Saul. Yeah, King David. All right. Solomon. Great. Like, prosperity. After this, the Israelites split apart, and it was always they had a king, they sinned, they went to war, they died. Like, after that, it was like that constant pattern. And it all stemmed from this decision that he made listening to his friends over actual wise people. So, like, the choices that you make and the friendships that you have and the who has your ear is actually, like, very, very important. So pay attention to that. Pay attention. There's a scripture, uh, and the the Proverbs one you read talks about there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, mm -hmm. uh, and that's talking about Jesus. So I think he's a good example of, like, what a friend, yeah. you know, could be and should be mm -hmm. in a lot of aspects. Um, so... Okay, someone asked a question directly to you. <laughs> uh, uh, I hope it's not a joke because I'm leaving it. I'm reading it live, all right? <laughs> oh boy. It's like we're out of time, you know? <laughs> Asking, and how is not fighting for a friend different from how he stated earlier about these situations making you grow unless they weren't valued by you? Okay. I don't know who asked that, but. <laughs> Surprise. I, no, no, I, yeah. I understand the question, right? So, okay. what's the difference, right? So, in general, for me, you're not in this case, putting effort to kick people out of things, right? Because everyone can be useful. So you're not putting effort into this case, but you're also not putting effort or extra effort to fight for a relationship that you don't have to fight for, honestly. I keep saying those words because, again, in life, as I keep saying those words, like just like life and time and money and everything else, time in our life, it is a limited resource, right? And we only have a certain, a certain amount of time. And I'm like, to sit there and fight over a relationship to me, that's just, I, it's my opinion. To me, I don't think that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Where, I, again, I do agree with that. You can try. I can try to have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But mm -hmm. I think in, like, in that answer, yeah, it's like you can keep the person, you can keep people. You don't have to like put effort in, time in to be like, I'm going to make sure I erase you from my life. If you get around me, I'm like, and drive the other way. <laughs> like, you know, I'm good. So like, you don't have to do that, right? But also, you know, just watch your energy and time and, and what you're doing. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, this has been a really good conversation. We have a talk to the walk and we want to uh, 
remind you that with Talk to the Walk, you could put in your questions anonymously. Go to thewalklive.org. You can see past episodes there. Um, you could put in prayer requests, but then you can also put in send questions anonymously. And we have a couple of questions, but one that we're going to take today. Um, and by the way, if you don't see us come to your question yet, that means it needs a show. <laughs> so, um, but this one. We're gonna try. Uh, dating over thirty is challenging. Dating as an SDA over thirty is hard. Mm. Interested in y'all's thoughts on mixed denomination religion relationships? Who? Mm. Mm. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll just be open and transparent here. Um, so, like, I, I'm actually in one. Um, my girlfriend is in uh, uh, Seventh Day Adventist. Um, for me, I think I put a lot of importance not necessarily in your religion but more in your belief in a relationship um, and I had this conversation with my girlfriend when we first started um, dating like she knows my my thoughts about this um, if she was someone that was like oh I'm not interested in having a relationship with God relationship with Jesus yeah that's more of like a deal breaker you know but if you are interested in having a relationship I don't necessarily need you to be a Seventh-day Adventist right now. Like, we don't, you don't have to do that for us to date. Um, I just have to see that you are willing and beginning to have that relationship. And I kind of have, like, more trust and faith that as things go on, that, like, you will grow in that relationship. Um, because it's not Seventh-day Adventist that's going to get you into heaven. It's the relationship that's going to get you into heaven. If you have a relationship, everything's going to be fine. If you don't, that's where the problem comes. Because so, there's people that are Adventists and don't have the relationship. That's right. not going to work. So, yeah. So then what about when it comes to marriage? When it comes to, like, does she have to be Adventist? Yeah. Do you guys have to be the same religion? So, yeah, giving advice to this person. Mm -hmm. If you can date, you know, but then transition. Okay. So also, let me put this caveat in. Also, you have to make sure that you are... If you're someone that's going to be led astray or like this person's going to drag you, then no, probably shouldn't be in that situation. But if like you know where you stand, uh, you kind of have more safety in dating outside of your religion if you have the mindset that I have, right? Um, to answer your question when it comes to marriage. Um, and having children. And having children, right. You have to have those conversations like, okay, how are we going to go about this? Mm -hmm. And if you guys have the same mindset, religion isn't going to change that the label of adventism isn't going to change that right. because again there are people that have the same religion who have very different mindsets on how they're going to raise their children mm -hmm. how they're going to be in their household uh so for me it's not the adventism it's the conversation of are we going in the same direction do we have right. this same mindset that's, okay that's so as far me. as SDA, what happens when it comes about to talk about the sabbath so and your spouse still wants to go to church on sunday I get that um, conversation. What did we decide? You know, um, if you are okay with that, I wouldn't advise division, right? But ugh, this is gets it gets tricky because like I'm talking from my perspective and also like someone else's, which is two different things. Mm -hmm. um, like my girlfriend, she comes to my church. She's not Adventist, but like she comes to church. Um, when it comes to 
kids, like, we would talk about, like, oh, like, are we going to have them come to my church or your, like, if you're going to two separate churches, you have to have that conversation because it's not going to be, like, a surprise, like, oh, little Timmy, um, I kind of, you know, oh, I want him baptized here. Like, no, you have to, again, have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it gets tricky. It's, it's harder, I will say that. Like, certain things aren't just, like, understood. Like, if you were dating someone Adventist, I guess certain things would just be understood. Like, yeah, little Timmy's going to, you know, Mount Zion, you know, all this stuff. Whereas for, if you're in that situation, you have to be very blatant and, like, spell everything out so there aren't as many surprises, I guess. So it's sounding like for you, what are you thinking? I feel like at the end of the day, when it comes to marriage, I would prefer to be the same religion. Um, But as far as dating, you do hear situations where like, oh, they were separate or like different religions. Mm -hmm. And then they met in the middle and then whoever went over to the other side. But in my experience, that's kind of tough. Because at the end of the day, our beliefs would still be different. Like, because, okay, if they're saying they (laughs) want to go to, say, let's just use um, Sunday church as an example. But, like, okay, for a woman is different because usually we go to the man's side. So if he was (laughs) generally, (laughs) well, yeah. So if I was dating a man who was Pentecostal, Right, and I went to his side, but I feel like it wouldn't sit well with me because in my heart, I still believe in the seventh day. Hear you. So we know as an adult, we don't have time to go to church both days every right, single right. week, or follow two different sets of doctrines, or like give here and there. So I feel like it just becomes muddy, and life is just easier when you're like equally yoked in everything. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. All right. So like, I guess for me, if you pull it back, answering the question. Like, I think we have to identify specifically, in this case, so it seems like we're talking about religion, right? But it's gonna be, it could be other things, right? But in this mm-hmm. case, let's say religion. So you have to identify, like, in religion, like, what exactly are you? Mm-hmm. I'm a Venice, right? Do I actually believe? So like you said, there's people mm-hmm. as a Venice, and they don't believe in everything as a Venice is. Right. Yeah. So like you said, Earl, we could both be a Venice, but we're not equally yoked, which is the great advice from the Bible. Mm-hmm. So if we pull everything back, I think at first you have to identify, okay, what am I specifically, right? I'm in Adventist. What do I actually believe? Do I believe in the Sabbath, really? Do I believe in all, like, all these things as Adventist principles, or do I not? I could just be going to Adventist church. There's some people that come to church, and they don't even really believe in God, like, to be honest. Like, they don't even really believe. They just come to church because that's what they're just used to doing, doing. Yeah. right? And so understanding all these things would definitely help you in terms of, like, what you're saying, where it becomes like, okay, what is it in terms of being equally yoked? So... Again, I'm a Venice. I'm not fully there. That might help in certain ways of like saying not fully there, but in terms of I don't maybe like I don't probably believe in every principle as a Venice, right? That can definitely help you in terms of being equally yoked with someone else. That's just something be the case. But let's go to the, the perspective that you are a Venice that is like a strong core Venice. Well, and that's what you're kind of asking to a certain degree. And even if you're not, but still, like you are, let's put it that way, like just opposite. <laughs> not at you, but I'm saying like, let's just say you are. Then like, yeah, it's going to be really hard to go to a different relationship that's someone that's not a Venice. Because if you're saying, well, no, we have to work on Saturday. You can't do this. You can't eat pork. You can't, mm-hmm. like, this, like, this is not non-negotiables. Well, then it's really, it's going to be really hard to work out with someone else because that's going to be a part of your 
thought process relationship. So identifying that from religion, and of course you're going to take it further back, is understanding that, okay, what do I want to identify? So that's the biggest thing in general we all should be mm -hmm. doing, is that whatever age you are, but it could be, like in this case it's 30, you're planning for your next 10 years to the rest of your life, right? So you're thinking ahead. So you're not just jumping to a relationship just because, right? So you're thinking ahead, and so you're going to say, okay, well, this is what I think, this is what I stand, this is what I want to see in my household, this is what I want to see with my relationship. And so with all these things that I actually thought about first, then in this case, maybe, again, either way you're going, I'm an Adventist, I got to stay Adventist because that's the thought process I'm going to do, mm -hmm. and I'm going to go strong core Adventist, or maybe you're not. Maybe you're more liberal Adventist, and, more, and it might work out for you to go outside of the denomination. So I think you have to look in that perspective. Yeah. And maybe if you guys just like communicate, like walk each other through each other's beliefs and like, well, this is my belief and this is what they do, but I don't technically believe that or mm. um, this is why I believe what I believe. Y'all might end up choosing a whole completely different religion and realize <laughs> both of you don't like either or. Um, but I think if the communication is there and like teaching each other, then it should be able to meet in the middle ground in the long run. Yeah, as long as you're on the same path. Yeah. Like, as long as you're going in the same direction. Um, okay, so I'll add to it. And Yasmin actually put two things in here. She said, I don't think you can technically get married in church as a separate religion. So some religions are very strict mm -hmm. about, you know, not being a, they won't marry mm -hmm. someone of another religion in their church. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she gave the example of like Catholicism, like you have to convert to get married in the physical church. So mm -hmm. you might have to become creative at that point of where you actually get married if yeah. that's On something you do pursue. <laughs> um, and then, so there's a group that was talking about this that are actually Adventists. And so the biggest thing um, that they've said is the older you get, the more direct you just have to be. And so upfront, even before you start dating, it's a good idea to just say like this is what i'm looking for this is what i want so you can kind of cut out and you're still gonna have to date court you know whatever it is but instead of i'm gonna say waste time and then for some people it is important that they're the same religion by the time it's marriage time mm -hmm. and then you're disappointed when this person ends up not wanting to be that right you should probably you know consider like you know what maybe not because this is important for me so for for this particular person um number one i'm gonna say continue to work on the self be the person that you're looking for is looking for <laughs> right so continue to work on things not just spiritually financially like there's going to be a person that's you know if you have like a lot of debt right now that's something to kind of like work on because that's something we learned a couple weeks ago or reminder of, of that's something that breaks apart relationships um and then don't put too much pressure on yourself of being 30 or over 30 and not in a relationship because sadly there's a lot of people even from my high school that i've seen married in their 20s and already mm -hmm. divorced right yeah and so that's the reality so think to yourself would you rather have 50 miserable years or if it comes down to it 30 40 strong years because you took your time with like forming like the right relationship and union with someone so um, work on yourself and then like I'm I believe God would reveal and like bring you um, the right person at the right time um, and I'm not going to say 
this is my opinion. I can't say this is fact that God won't bring you someone that's not Adventist. I've seen it done where there's people within this very church that did not start out that way. Um, and they've, you know, worked out. Um, my mom wasn't always Adventist. Um, and at first, if you would look at her and say like, oh, she's not Adventist. And now to see where she's at the place where for this Adventist church, mm -hmm. she's been a prayer coordinator. Like if you really stopped at, oh, but you're not Adventist, then like no one ever saw the future her, right. right? And so that's where I would say, you know, definitely be open to the way that God might work on your behalf and just be willing to go wherever he says like, yep, this is your person. They may not be Adventist or they might be Adventist. He's gonna kind of reveal that to you. So hopefully, that helps a little bit but i'll say at this stage be crystal clear with communication and upfront with yeah. what you need like don't waste your time <laughs> um so again thank you for the question we have more um go to thewalklive.org um to submit those before we go we always pray but we want to tell you about a couple of things if you are on the walk live youtube or facebook book or mount zion sda make sure you hit that subscribe button make sure you put the like in there um, that really helps the channels out but we want you to let you know about a couple of events that are coming up so this church has a week of prayer coming up i should have put the dates down before i talked about it <laughs> but i believe it starts september yes it starts september 23rd and it goes through the 30th it is every night right here at this church so we want to invite you to week of prayer um, during that time um, but then in october we transitioned to homecoming and we are so excited about this event it's going to be a two-day event october 20th and 21st friday night's going to be kicked off with an amazing praise and worship experience with featuring um oakwood's dynamic praise so you do not want to miss it it's at 7 30 p.m um and then on saturday morning we transition into our main worship experience we have some surprises planned but dynamic praise will be back for a couple of numbers our own praise team as well and pastor alex royce will be our special speaker as well but that's not it we are ending the weekend with a bang it is going to be a black and white affair so this is a formal fine dining and entertainment event you do not want to miss this uh we need your help because we have a goal of being able to fellowship and celebrate with at least 100 people and so the tickets are available and information for the whole weekend and this is available at mount zion sda so mtzionsda.org slash homecoming and so you'll find the information there tickets are 65 dollars um and i think and the time is 7.30 as 7:30. well for that. So we want to see you here at Mount Zion. There's some events that are can't miss. So we can't wait to not just see you virtually, but see you in person as well. Um, but at this time, I think we've had a good show talking about friendships and then relationships. So um, Andre, do you mind praying for us and for our sure, audience? Sure. Did you just were thankful that you allowed us to be together once again and to be live on the walk. Uh, it's been a little bit since we've been live, so we're thankful that we we're able to be here and to have this conversation about friends. It's definitely a very needed topic today. Uh, we've seen the impact that friends can have uh, on our lives, and as each of us reflect, we can definitely see the impact that friends have had thus far in our lives. So 
We want to be making wise decisions uh, with our friends. We want to be um, making sure that we evaluate our friends and putting them in the, the position that they, um, that they actually belong in. Um, God, help us to look to you as the example for this. Help us uh, to have the wisdom that we need and the discernment that we need to make um, the correct judgments and, and, um, and choices with our friends. Uh, help us to stand firm in, in our beliefs and in, um, in, our, in our values. Um, a lot of times our friends can test that um, and kind of push the boundaries, but help us not to uh, fold or to give in, uh, but to stay true to ourselves and to who you uh, have called us to be. Um, God, we are uh, asking that in each of our lives that you will continue to bless us and continue to strengthen us. Um, we're asking um, for all the prayer requests out there that you will um, intervene in people's lives in, in just a mighty way and that you will uh, work mightily in their lives. Uh, as we all separate from here, we're asking that you will keep us safe. Um, thank you for everything that you have done for us, God, and for everything that you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you all for watching. See you on the next walk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you go, make sure you like us on all social media platforms at The Walk Live. And find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Our journey doesn't have to end here. Join us on the next walk.